0: A day in the life of the Son of God. These two uh, recent Gospels connect. Uh, You know, last Sunday we had the Gospel of uh, Jesus feeding the 5,000. Extraordinary. And of course, just as this Gospel begins after he had fed the people, the Gospel last weekend, you remember, it said... When Jesus heard of the death of John the Baptist, he withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But the crowds heard of this, and they made his deserted place quite full of people, and he ministered to them. He fed them. In fact, before he fed the 5,000, he cured many of their sick and drove out demons. And of course the apostles had had some awareness of this healing power. We know Jesus with that powerful ministry of touch was able to bring sight to the blind and hearing to the deaf to make lepers clean. And and he would do that and there was very much a tactile ministry in all of that. And in fact the apostles sent out two by two before too long are going to have that same ability to heal people and to drive out demons. And they were certainly very, very active in their healing after Jesus leaves this earth and after Pentecost. We know they they are constantly using their healing powers. But this is different. What happened with the feeding of the 5,000 and what happens here as Jesus, having dismissed the crowd, and been able to escape for a while, to mourn genuine grief, I'm sure, at the death of John the Baptist and how it was that he died. This was a kinsman to him, remember, and he, he felt very much inspired by his encouragement. In fact, many people think it was John the Baptist that really uh, pushed Jesus toward the, the desert where he experienced the temptations. The God of Israel is the God of the desert, huh? And, and, and certainly here, There is a sense beyond the laying on of hands and the healing that comes with this. This is actually defying the natural law, isn't it? We don't walk on water. Human beings do not walk on water. And yet here he is, having had some time to grieve by himself, no doubt having the the great experience of the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000, But Jesus, in a stormy night with the wind blowing hard and the waves crashing on the boat, he walks toward them. And not surprisingly, they think he's a ghost, because people don't walk on water. And frightened as they are, there's no question that there's a great curiosity in in the apostle Peter, who's always willing to go the extra step, says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. It was going to elicit a response of faith, is not it? But Peter was into it. And of course, Jesus had the aura of the Holy Spirit with him, and that aura could transfer over to Peter. So when he says, come, Peter gets out of the boat, and begins to walk on the water toward Jesus. What that must have been like, even for the short time, and I don't think it was very long before he realized, you know what, I'm walking on water, and swoosh, <laughs> back and right into the lake. But we know that for a short time, again within that aura of the Holy Spirit, that Peter does walk toward Jesus. And Jesus clearly shows he's more than a prophet. He's more than a miracle worker. He is the Son of God. Even nature follows his guide. I think, though, it also speaks to the fact that Jesus wasn't robotic in his ministry. He had his better days. He had his stronger, spirit-filled days. And the fact that he was able to do such spectacular things on this day, this is all within twenty-four hours of learning that his his dear friend has been beheaded, John the Baptist. And I'm sure he wept some tears over that. But he also drew upon the great strength of the Holy Spirit and was able to do even more than he normally would, miraculously. But I couldn't help but think as I was considering what to close our our uh, homily with, of the first reading. The the one that uh, we hear from the book of Kings. First book of Kings. Elijah, the great prophet, comes to a cave where he took shelter, and the Lord says to him, Go outside and stand on the mountain before the Lord. The Lord will be passing by. And it says, a strong and heavy wind was rending the mountains and crushing rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, was a tiny whispering sound and when he heard this Elijah hid his face in his cloak and went and stood at the entrance of the cave the Lord in his power but the Lord in his great dignity humble dignity gives us his message through the whisper, and gives us the great model in his life of healing, both physical and spiritual, and shows at the same time that he is truly God, but also truly man, as he draws that strength at this time of great grief to serve the people of God.